I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Surviving Motherhood with Chris and Rachel. We're talking about all things parenting, the mishaps, the struggles, and maybe even some motivation. Grab your coffee or wine and join us for some real talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Surviving Motherhood, our podcast where we talk about motherhood and all that comes with it. So today we are going to do something a little bit different. Um, we have decided we're going to do two episodes where we kind of tell all about Rachel and then tell all about Chris. So apparently I get to go first. So Chris (laughs) Chris is going to ask me some questions today and, um, we'll see how this goes. Fingers crossed. I I don't sound like an idiot. Well, we're going to dive right in. I think you'll do great. Oh, let's hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So tell us a little bit about you and your family. Okay, I am 31 and a half years old. (laughs) I um, live about 30 minutes away from where I grew up, and I have a teaching degree, elementary education, and I do not use it. And my family, I have, uh, my husband and I have been married seven years. No, eight. Eight, yeah. (laughs) It's something like that. Uh, eight years now, and we bought our, our house, and we moved in like the week we got married, and we've been here ever since, and we have a five-year-old daughter, or f- she's technically five and a half now, and an almost two-year-old son. Like, That's, real almost. Yeah, he is almost, he'll be two in three days, four days. I, obviously, I don't do numbers, so that's, yeah, add that to your list, list of things about me. I do not do numbers in my head. That so. is hilarious. So how did you and Brent meet? Brent is Rachel's husband, my brother. We met in uh, at my freshman year of college. We I actually got a scholarship that you had to be a specific like um, computer science or information science major. And I didn't actually want to do those things. So like (laughs) I I didn't technically apply for that scholarship. They just put me in another category. So I was like, what in the world? So I had to take an intro to information science class and I technically met him in that class, but we didn't really get to know each other more until second semester. And we had like a, um, I don't even know what they call them. Like, um, a specific class for that scholarship. So it was a smaller group and um, he was really loud and really obnoxious. And for some reason, no, not my <laughs> <mother>. <laughs> um, but very funny. So um, after that, we started dating and now here we are. The what rest we, is history. Yeah. I'm not going to try to even count back how many years that was total. 13, I think actually. If yeah, probably specific. about 13, almost 13. So anyway, so it's been a while. Let's just say that. Yes. Rachel has been in my life for 
like really almost as long as I could remember. I mean, you know, that's dramatic, but like <laughs> we weren't toddlers all of my together. Years, yes. Yeah, I think you I met you at your 17th birthday party, your family birthday party. Brent and I were just started dating and he was like, hey, do you want to go with my, f- uh, like to, uh, to dinner is what he told me. And I was like, yeah, like I'll eat dinner. And he was like, okay, it's at my aunt's house and it's for my cousin and my sister's birthday. And my entire family will be there. I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, okay. oh, we're that level, are we? Yeah. Is was this that what 16th we're doing? or 17th? I think it was 17th because I don't remember you like just getting a car or anything. Maybe you know? not. Well, but I did get my car before my 16th birthday, so I don't know if. Yeah, maybe. we could do the math, but we're not going to. It's been a while. It's Let's been a minute. Yeah. Okay. So, what's your favorite way to spend a weekend? Um, before kids, my favorite way to spend a weekend was like no plans, like nothing mm-hmm. to do on the schedule, like sleeping in, getting caught up on whatever I needed to do, just having that like open time because I was teaching full time. So like my weekends were my like, uh-uh, I don't want to get out of the house. Now yeah. that I've had kids. I don't feel as strongly about staying in because I'm still, you know, hustling full-time work, basically. Right. And so, you, your your work is your home. So it's like right. you kind of want to get away from that a little. Exactly. 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 So that's the tough part. Uh, but I, so, I mean, I guess I like to like get out and maybe do like one out dinner, either like at a restaurant or at a family, like at a family or friend's house. I like to get out a little bit. If I could get like to the grocery store by myself, that's pretty nice. I'm not saying this is like the most relaxing. I'm just being realistic. <laughs> yeah. Just, just really, uh, what actually happens on a weekend. Yeah. That I, if I have like three or four different plans during a weekend, I dread it. If yes. I'm being honest. And yeah. I have, we have one of those weekends coming up and I'm just like, you got this. You can do it. You can power through. <laughs> Breathe. Yes. So. Oh, that's funny. Okay. So what's the best vacation you ever took and why was it the best vacation? Ooh, good one. Um, I would have to say we, we took our honeymoon not directly after we got married because I was teaching. So we waited till June. We got married in April and took our honeymoon in June and we Mm -hmm. went to London for 10 days and it was fabulous because it was just like such a whole different world um, compared. I mean, we had been to Mexico and, you know, beach vacations and stuff, but it was um, really cool to explore a new city that had a lot more history than we have in the United States. Like buildings Mm -hmm. were like older than I could have ever imagined. And um, it was fun. They're um, transit system is really good. So you can like really go anywhere you want quickly and financially easily. Like you just buy the rail ticket or the, I think it was called the oyster card. Um, oyster card. Yeah. Really? I remember why, but you I know what know. I remember from your honeymoon? I remember Brent saying they didn't have ice in London. <laughs> That's true. They, your, <laughs> Europe is not big on ice. They just That's pour so you a drink. <laughs> yeah. That's so, hilarious. That was what he missed for sure. Yeah, ice. And but I bet it, it was hard, like, get time zone. Like, I don't even know what the difference is, but did y'all struggle with that? I think it was, I think it's six hours. Again, no numbers. Don't quote me. My brain yeah. does not, my brain does not retain them. Well, what we did was our first travel day was like super long. So we, um, stayed up all night. Like, we slept a little bit on the plane, but not you know, adequate sleep. But we, so we left like on a morning, flew 10 hours, 
got there uh, at their morning. So, oh, like, yeah. It was. So you I just re- stayed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But our hotel, you couldn't check in until like three or four. Oh. And we had all our bags and stuff. And so we were just like, okay. So it took us a while to get to the hotel, left the airport, and like got on the underground system and like just was, wing- you know, we're winging it from the beginning. Right. And like, then, what do we do now? Yeah, exactly. So then we um, we sat in the lobby for a long time because we were both exhausted. So we were like, I guess we're just going to sit here for a while because we had just, like, made the trek. And then, like, we didn't get off at the closest station to our hotel. There's, like, there's like big stations and little stations. And so, like, on every map, it doesn't show all the small stations. So we actually had one closer, oh, but, but we, we didn't know it. it. We, you know, it just wasn't on the map like we grabbed at the place. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, but it was fun because it was a long vacation. So, we didn't have to hurry. Like, I had my touristy things that I had marked off that I wanted to do. And we got to do all those. And then we had a couple days left where we could just kind of explore and um, just kind of do what we wanted. And it was a fun time because people still spoke English. So, it wasn't like a complete culture shock, but it, yeah. was, it was completely different than what we were used to. So, it was like a good mix of like, getting out there, exploring the world, but not too far out of my comfort zone. So that was definitely the best vacation. Yep. I've never been to London. I need to, I need to put that on my list. Yeah. And Europe is really cool. I want to go back and explore more places just because of the, like, not the necessarily, I'm not like a huge history buff, but it really is cool once you get over there and you see how old things are and like actual, like people you've been hearing about in history for you know all of school you're like oh that was a real person they were actually here kind of type thing yeah did you see like buckingham palace and like oh where yeah the... oh yep. so cool cool yes and we went to westminster abbey which was where um will and kate got married and oh. was that were they already married at that point um i think they got numbers married... again i'm killing yeah, you with the numbers I, I, uh, I think they got married after us so okay. it wasn't at the exact same time but, like, once think. they got at the wedding, you were able to, like, see, like, oh, I've been there. I've been there, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they have, a, and they have just a ton of cool, like, big bins right by there. And then the London Eye, which is the giant, you know, Ferris wheel, we did that. And that's right by there, too. And the London Bridge is just a little bit further down. And they had a bunch of cool restaurants around it. I mean, it's just, it, it, was, it was just cool to see all those places that I had seen on TV and all that. And get to see them in real life. Because cool. we don't have... We don't have anything like that. <laughs> no. Where we live. No, for sure. Okay, so this next question, I feel like it's one of those questions where when people ask moms of young children, you're just kind of like, what? But <laughs> you're, you're going to have to dig deep. <laughs> what uh, well, are your hobbies and how did you get into them? Well, I kind of turned my hobby into a business with photography. Uh, you know? true. Yeah. Because I started photography right after Adeline was born and I kept wanting to... I just wanted to take pictures of her to really to start with. But then I started realizing that I wanted wanted to upgrade my equipment. And if I wanted to upgrade my equipment, I was going to have to finance it. Because yeah. I, I had just become a stay-at-home mom leaving a teaching salary, which a teaching salary is not enough, but it's more than zero. It's something, right? Yeah. And so I, w- I had gone back down to zero. So I was like, okay, well, that's, you know, not going to work. So yeah. like I'm back at zero, but, but I feel like that's when you always want to spend money. It's like, as soon as I quit work yeah. to stay at home, I'm like, okay, I need this and this and this. I'm like, wait, why didn't I buy this while I was working exactly. and didn't have kids? Yep. 
Yep. Yep. Um, and then like, that was one of the, I I just noticed the other day, I was like, when did I purchase this hair straightener? I've had it forever. And then I was like, oh yeah, back before I had kids and I would buy, cause I have a GHG. Yes. Which is like, at the time it was like almost $200, which for me and a hair straightener is like insane amount of money. (laughs) Yes. Like now I can. What are you going to do if it breaks? Shh. Shh. Knock on wood. Um, I'll have to go back to teaching. (laughs) Oh, that's Uh, hilarious. But I I figured out if I was going to do photography and like get better at it and wanted to upgrade my equipment, I was going to have to charge for it. So I kind of made the jump from hobby to business. But I mean, Mm -hmm. I still consider it as a hobby somewhat because the pictures I take of my kids are way different from my actual client work. So, I mean, that's a hobby. And then also I would say I used to sew and all that kind of fun stuff. Nothing like fancy, but I enjoyed that until I started making stuff for other people. And then everything had, yeah. And then stuff had to be perfect. And I was like, wait, I don't do perfect. Or I try to do perfect, but like it's impossible. I mean, it's very hard without practicing a bunch of times yeah. to to sew something correctly, you know, the first time. So then I started like trying to make money off it. I was like, wait, wait, wait. So eventually I think I'll get back out my sewing machine and play with it some. But at this phase in life, I just can't leave it out and I don't right. have a good room to put it up. <laughs> so, so it's up. Yeah. So it's up and it is not used. So I would say photography and... um I also love like anything that's like hand lettering and like all that kind of like pins and all that fun stuff. And so mm-hmm. I guess that would be a hobby too. Cause I just play with it every once in a while and don't really do much with it, but right. Know, just something fun. Yeah. And I'm not really good at it either. Like that. I, I'm glad that's not a requirement cause I don't really post anything anywhere. It doesn't matter if I'm good at it or not. It's just something that's enjoyable and I can do it if I want. And if I don't, I don't have to. <laughs> yeah. I'm terrible. I really want my nanny did really good calligraphy and I'm so sad I didn't learn before. It's to me, (sighs) it was really hard to learn from a person because my mom does like classic calligraphy, like, you know, like the kind on um, wedding invitations is what how I describe it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I tried to learn from her multiple times. I don't know if it was just like the mother daughter dynamic trying to teach. Probably. And I was just like, Mom, um, I learned partway we had a big ice storm when I was like 12 and our power was out for like five days and so yeah she taught me what can I do right now (laughs) yeah she taught me the basics then because what else were we doing um yes but um as far as like being actually good at it from her it didn't happen but her handwriting is also better than mine in general so I think she will always just be better at it than me so yeah I'll just have to, I'll just have to live with that. (laughs) It's just something you're going to live with. Okay. So what's your least favorite part of adulting? Oh, um, hmm. Let me think about that. Um, really laundry is up there. Oh, and cleaning floors is up there. Like top. Oh, you know why though? It's because neither one of those are ever done. Right. Like you're never done with laundry because you're always wearing dirty clothes like if you're unless you do laundry nude and make your family be nude while you're doing laundry I mean I'm thinking that sounds like a pretty good option at this point I don't want to know if you do it honestly (laughs) I mean I'll close the curtains and everything it's not going to be a public 
public scene. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, and floors are never done either. No. Maybe I could just have like a laundry day outfit that I just keep that one to the side. Maybe like robes. You can make everyone wear robes. It's your laundry robes. That's possible. That's Hey, we're coming up with good ideas right now. Yeah, we'll put that on the Christmas list. Laundry robes. Yes. (laughs) And then like my other thing that I hate is like organizing finances. Not like paying bills or like that kind of thing. It's really about um, like say my husband gets chronic kidney stones. So like after his emergency room visit, we'll get literally seven different bills from seven Mm. places. And Mm -hmm. I won't know what any of them were for or how much if insurance has already paid it, like they don't make it clear at all. So like that part of it, of like sitting down and figuring out, okay, well, this is the doctor. This was the anesthesiologist. This was the radiology technician. Cause it's like, I I mean, obviously they're big and I, I usually can't pay them all in one lump sum. I have to like get a, plan together of like what's being you know what's priority what uh, you know just what yes. the heck is going on it's like you just want someone to say here you owe 39 dollars yes <laughs> yeah yes or even if it is 3900 dollars, at least it would be to one place and it wouldn't be in 12 different bills with different mm-hmm. places to mail them and each one of them is like you can pay online at 7zbw <laughs> like and it like, never works no <laughs> I'm like, why is it not just like radiology clinic of, you know, this street dot com and I can just go on there and see my bill and pay it. They do not make it easy at all. No, And it's like you got to pay the doctor and you got to pay the facility. I'm like, can the facility not pay the doctor? Like, can I not just pay it all and then y'all pay the doctor? I mean, really? Yes, and you've got to pay the anesthesiologist separate from that. Like, it's all one procedure. Like, last time he had lithotripsy, it was... For the one hour that he was in surgery or what, do they call it the tripsy surgery? Because it's non-invasive. I call it surgery. Okay. Well, you, you still get knocked out and yes. you still like go to the outpatient center. But we, yes. we got five different bills from different people for that one hour procedure. And I'm yes. Like, uh, You're like, did we really need this person? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> right. It's, couldn't it be he just stayed awake? You're not cutting him. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, that's bad. Yeah, but I hate I hate the organizational part of finances, a hundred percent, for sure. Now I'm like, whenever you interview me, I'm gonna have to really narrow this down because really I don't <laughs> like being an adult. Apparently, <laughs> it's all pretty cruddy sometimes. Sometimes yeah. it's nice, like when I like at nine o'clock at night, I'm like, I'm gonna have some ice cream. Ain't nobody yeah, gonna exactly. tell me not to. Yeah. So I try to enjoy those bits and pieces. Yeah, as you're fin- as you're organizing the finances. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, so what's the last thing you read, either digital or print? Um, I'm trying to think of the last thing I finished. Well, I'm reading a book right now. Um, a Spark of Light, Jody Picoult. Jody Picoult writes. Um, she's written like a million books, and she writes about like a crime, and then <laughs> the trial that goes with it usually. And then she'll, like, but she goes into, like, the personal stories of everybody behind it. So her books are really interesting to me. So I got, I haven't finished that one yet, but it's been interesting mm-hmm. so far. Okay. That's good. I, yeah. I, I guess it's technically, it's a book, but it was digital too, because I don't read real books anymore because you have to have the light on for that. And I like to read at night. So <laughs> mm, that's true. Plus, well, no, I was going to say, like, how do you do it with glasses? I've always wondered because you can't lay down. With your glasses um, on, you just sit up. <laughs> no, I can lay down with my glasses on. It's like a, you know, it's a acquired 
skill that I've mastered over time. <laughs> Just adjust them. Yes. And I'm also nearsighted, so I can hold it close enough where I can read it. Uh, where you don't need the glasses. Yeah. I mean, it's, I would rather wear the glasses cause I have to hold it pretty close to read it. And I don't like, I, I don't like when it's too, the words are too big. Cause like I have a Kindle. Um, and so you can adjust how big the words are, but at the, I don't like reading like 10 words to a page. Like I don't like to flip pages that often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'd rather like keep my glasses on and lay kind of weird then, um, like make the text bigger. <laughs> that is hilarious. You, you gotta pick. That's funny. Okay. So do you consider yourself more of an extrovert or an introvert? I am definitely an introvert. I can be extroverted, but it's work. Um, one of the things about like an introvert is they say that like you recharge by being alone and that is 110% me. Like if mm -hmm. I, that's why weekends I dread, too many things going on. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, am I going to be able to recover for the next event? Like <laughs> where do I retreat? Yes. Like I can, I, and I can uh, like fake it till I make it type situation where I can be social and small talk and all that good stuff. But, um, Ugh. I definitely need my downtime, um, uh, in between. So definitely an introvert. And I don't know if that's more of just my personality or how I was raised. Cause I grew up an only child. So I had a lot of alone time. So I was yeah. used to it. So I don't know if, which, you know. It's probably where. a little of both. Yeah, probably. So uh, definitely an introvert though, for sure. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Sounds good. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to Surviving Motherhood Podcast. We are so thankful for our listeners that have made our podcast a success so far. If you haven't already, head on over to our Instagram page at Surviving Motherhood Podcast or our website, survivingmotherhoodpodcast.com to get all the latest news on our podcast. And also, if you're interested in getting involved in another way, you can head on to Facebook and go to Surviving Motherhood, It Takes a Village, search that, and then a group will pop up. And that's where we do all the behind-the-scenes talking. I kind of give you some previews on what's going to come up on the podcast, and you get to interact with other listeners. If you haven't done it already, go join. Thanks, everyone. Okay, so what career did you think you would become as an adult? 
Oh, well, like I mentioned earlier, I have an elementary education degree and I taught for three years before I had my daughter. And um, the school I was working at is like 35 minutes away. It was a long commute. It was a newer school. So it wasn't as established with like a subsystem and like you had to call your own subs in the morning. And like, I just couldn't imagine doing that with a newborn. Like I just, oh, yeah. I just was like panicked and Brett happened to find another job right along the same time period. So I was like, okay, definitely going to stay at home. I knew I'd always wanted to stay at home if possible, but you know, I tried not to get my head too wrapped around it because who knew, you know, right. If you were going to be able to or not. Yeah. Yeah. The plan, you know, I'd always wanted to, but I didn't know if that would work out for me. And in college, it took me a few majors to decide on early childhood ed And now looking back, I really don't know what degree I should have gotten because I do love working with children and I do love the education part of it, but I didn't realize how much administrative work you're doing as a teacher and how little you're actually teaching. And that may have been in the school district I was in. That may have been, you know, who knows what that was. But, um, and then I had, I had a few like bad situations where, um, I had angry parents or, you know, one thing Mm -hmm. or another that just kind of turned me off about being in a classroom full time. I'm like, I I think I might enjoy maybe a different, um, different part of schoolwork and like working in an elementary school, but there's few of those jobs. (laughs) So I'm I'm trying not to get my heart. People don't usually leave those. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying not to get my heart set on, um, anything after my kids both start school because I'm going to start re-looking into what's next. But I, in college, I also had a major for a while. Like I said earlier, I was information science for my first year because I had to be. (laughs) And then I switched to um, radio, TV, film, and psychology. And then after a year of that, I was like, well, what do I do when I'm done with college with this degree? Like this doesn't necessarily lead to a job. So I started like, Yeah. So I started like really thinking like, okay, like how can I just get a job at the end of college? So I was like, well, in teaching, you get your license through college. So logically I should be able to get a job from that. So that was, that was where I went with that. (laughs) That's pretty pretty responsible as a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was already 20 by this point. Don't give me too much credit. (laughs) That's hilarious. I I was on the five-year plan for college, but I never like failed anything. I just changed my major twice. So, and one of them wasn't technically my fault, but I got to keep my scholarship through my fifth year because of that. So it all worked out. Oh, damn. There you go. It all works out in the end. Yep. All right. So what's a relationship deal breaker for you? I mean, obviously I know right now your deal breaker is you're married, but yeah, (laughs) before you were married, what was a relationship deal breaker? I was just thinking about this, like, um, I, I was, first of all, I just want to say props to all you single ladies out there that are still Ooh. having to date because Mm-mm. I didn't have to date in like the internet dating age or even at an older age. So I don't even know how I would, I don't date. know how you do it. No, Mm-mm. absolutely not. So Especially, like, um, women who date after children. Yeah. Like I do not know how they handle that. So y'all get a round of applause for me. I'm not going to do it because it'd be really loud, but just imagine that in your head, some serious clapping. We're standing up and clapping. Yes. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless (laughs) your heart. Oh gosh. But I was thinking about it and I think somebody who doesn't communicate well would be a deal breaker because I think that that's the most important. Like once you get married, you have, I mean, in my opinion, 
So you do you. Do you. But um, you have to work things out. Like, you've signed the paper. Like, yeah. I'm in it for the long haul, especially after I have kids. Like, you know, I've re- you know, the plan yeah. is always to make it work. <laughs> but um, if the person can't communicate and you can't have productive fights, because everybody's going to fight. But if you can't mm-hmm. come out on the other side of it with, like, a clear point of view of what the other person meant and where you could have messed up and, like, being able to talk through that process, that you can- there's no way. There's no way you can, like, have a good relationship, I think. That's a good one. I like it. Thanks. <laughs> okay, if you could only have one sense, like caring, touch, sight, only one, which one do you pick? Oh, uh, this is a hard one. I know. I, I think I would pick sight because I, I'm i not an auditory learner. Like, if you tell me something, like, mm-hmm. verbally, I can't remember You're not it. getting it. Yeah. No. And, like, I'm that kind of person that, like, my processing, like, anytime... I had to work at a place where to answer a phone and they would like give me phone numbers to write down and stuff. It was like a full struggle for me. Like I had to mentally like, okay, like brace myself. <laughs> I can and, do this. Yes. And really concentrate. And I didn't realize that different people were wired different ra- ways really until like being with my husband for a long time because he is completely auditory. So mm-hmm. like the way he will remember things compared to me, like I have to read it or write it down to remember it. So we're just completely opposite in that way and so definitely not auditory and sight first of all if I pick sight I get to have good vision so that's part of my criteria so (laughs) I had a dream the other night that I got LASIK Brent and I both went and got LASIK in my dream oh that's funny have you ever wanted LASIK I I mean in theory but the idea of a laser by my eye is not like super appealing I mean it's not cheap so well and I've heard recently that it can you can maybe sometimes have to go back yeah they they offer packages that's like lifetime yeah like touch-ups or whatever yeah yeah which I mean it would be amazing to see 2020 I'm not gonna lie but in our dream the guy was like well you're not like the best candidate for LASIK so we'll just have to see if it works on you and I'm like already in the table already had like in my dream taking like the medicine like they give you I think probably Ativan or something so in my dream I was already like well it's too late now I just gotta do it <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm already half in the pool let's go for it yep so and then in my dream it didn't work so I don't know what that means maybe don't do it <laughs> yeah I don't know but I woke up and my eyes hurt so maybe like I had just had like some eye allergies and that's what prompted the dream is because my eyes were hurting I don't oh know. that's hilarious it was super weird but if I so if I had to pick one sense it would be it would be sight and I would be able to see well because I think that would be the easiest way to get around still and not have the other ones you know okay yep I agree I, I like I it. think you can, can you still drive if you can't hear? That's yes. probably a really rude question. Um, no offense, anyone. I didn't know that. So um, I want to still drive if possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm trying to think though. I know I mean, you're not yeah. supposed to wear headphones while you're driving. Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll investigate that. We're not experts on the matter. <laughs> yes. Okay. Anyways, what is the thing you're most proud of in the last year? I guess really, I mean, I don't want this to sound like too cheesy or sappy, but it's really launching the podcast and like keeping it up because it was something new to us and definitely yeah. something I hadn't worked with before. And usually technical stuff comes pretty easy to me, but some of the podcasting stuff and like the technical part of it and the editing and all that has not been as easy. And so it would have been 
pretty uh, pretty easy to just give up. Give up. And you guys should know Rachel is definitely our tech guru. Like when she's struggling, not knowing how to do something, I'm exactly zero help. I'm just like, (laughs) you can do it. You're doing great. I have no Uh, idea. I can barely uh, log on to Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, like some of the tech stuff has been completely foreign to me. And also my husband is a software developer. So usually he's pretty handy, but he has no idea on any of this stuff either. So it's just kind of been like swimming with no lights in, uh, (laughs) I have no idea how deep the pool is type situation. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm proud that we've been able to keep going and that our listeners have been enjoying it. And other than that, I was trying to think of like any like accomplishments I've done with my, I sent my kid to kindergarten and we all survived. So that's a good one too. That's a good one. I'm proud of that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's been a good year so far. Good, good, good. Okay. So now it's time for the mom questions. These are questions we ask every interviewer. So you are no exception. You would think since we ask people these questions like almost every week, I would be more comfortable with my own answers. But these were like some of the hardest ones on the list. Like, (laughs) I guess because I probably overthought them, you know? Yes. And I think this first one, everybody's kind of like, huh, what is it? So what is your mom thing? What's your biggest mom worry? Uh, Okay. So when I just had one child, my biggest mom worry was basically everything. (laughs) I have loosened up since then. And really, (laughs) the only thing, there's a few things I can think of, but um, one of my big things is bedtime. Like, there are very, very, very few times that I break it, even on the weekends, even for special occasions. Like, occasionally I'll let my five-year-old stay up and finish a movie or something. Mm -hmm. But, like, it is a rare occasion where we don't hit bedtime on the dot, so... Yep. I would say I would say bedtimes. Do I have any other ones? You probably know me as just as well as I know me. I can't think of any really. No, I mean, like you said, everybody's more high strung with the first. Yeah, definitely. But no, and I she, can't. And she was easy. I wish I would have. No, I don't wish I would have had the opposite because I would have lost my mind. Oh uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that the second would have been here. <laughs> no, um, but I just I wish I could have. Okay, well, I'll just save that one because I know what the questions are coming up. (laughs) Okay, save it for the last one. Okay, next one. How do you relax at the end of a long day? I either take a bath or I watch TV and usually both. Um, And usually both. (laughs) Yeah, TV, I love... anything on Bravo and like mindless TV shows. Like I don't, Brent will like want to watch documentaries and stuff. I'm like, no, it is past nine o'clock. I do not want to think like, yes, don't make me think. I have been trying to get better at putting my phone down anytime it gets close to bedtime and like really trying to stay off social media not that blue light supposed to be bad for you. So mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know if TV's any better, but it's further away from my face. So I'm going to pretend it's better. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, like, okay, some good so trashy TV. TV. And a bath. Good yeah. trash TV. Okay. Yep. I like it. All right. So, last question of the whole interview. What is your best tip for new moms? Mm, I would say relax more. <laughs> yes. Um, especially if you just had a first baby. I mean, it is so easy to get in that trap of Googling. 
and um, worrying yourself sick. And if something, if you think something's wrong with your baby and you want to Google and all that, do the research, go for it, but just try to relax and breathe and not get obsessive because I was definitely with the first one. I was like, oh my God, did she eat enough ounces today? She was down two ounces and like everything... Everything just seems like a bigger deal than it had to be. And I'm sure some of that with both babies, I had like some levels of postpartum anxiety with the second one. It was like insane. So I also got medicated for that. So if you think, (laughs) if you think that you are being irrational for long periods of time, check in with your doctor. It will not hurt. It does not hurt to just talk about it. So that's my other thing. It's like, if you are, if you can't relax, then maybe Check into Maybe it you need because, some help. Yeah, there are a lot of people that struggle with postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression, and there's different levels. And we don't. I mean, I've, you've heard the horror stories about like the women um, killing themselves. Like, I didn't mean to go this deep, but you know what I mean. Like, yes, like don't, like, don't. If it could have been fixed, it could have yes. been prevented, type thing. Yeah. Yes, and we all. It's just so think, hard though because you don't know. You've never felt those feelings before, so you're yes. just like what is this? You know, it's so hard. Yes. With my daughter, I mainly had just those like after two weeks, those baby blues where your hormones are just insane. And Mm -hmm. I was lucky with both of my pregnancies to not really be overly hormonal during them. But but after them, I was really, really, really hormonal. So Adeline with her pregnancy, it kind of faded, but with Lawson's just because he wasn't a good sleeper. And I don't, I'm, you know, everybody handles exhaustion differently and I don't handle it very well. Let's (laughs) be honest. So, um, he wasn't as great of a sleeper and he was just a harder baby had like tummy issues and all that. So I just couldn't get those, um, anxiety feelings to go away. So that's when I, um, got talked to my doctor and all that and I definitely would recommend if you're a new mom and you think you might be having like exaggerated feelings just check in with your doctor ain't gonna hurt not gonna hurt that's true okay well hopefully everyone got to know Rachel a little bit more and she'll get to interview me soon yikes Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, you can find us at Surviving Motherhood Podcast on Instagram and www.survivingmotherhoodpodcast.com. If you would like to um, ask any extra questions, there's a a connect page on our website where you can send us a quick email or get in touch with us on hello at survivingmotherhoodpodcast.com. And also, if you are still listening, first of all, thumbs up to you. Second of all, how about you give us a rate and review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. It helps our visibility in the podcast world. Thank you guys so much, and good luck surviving motherhood. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.